y'all, this is Homeroom with Smooth, episode number 126. Go for it. You know why you're laughing. I'm just here. You've been laughing since we got here. I don't know. This, this he is having a good day. It's <laughs> a great day. This camera is too good. That's what it is. You're right. You're right. This camera is too good. Here, let, let me let me downgrade myself. You know, just uh, there we go. <laughs> oh, that angle. That's your angle right there. See, this angle right here. It's like, uh, see. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> oh my god. <clears throat> um, bro, we waiting on you, bro. Oh, no, I, I thought you were still introducing you us. Like, no, I'm, I'm so listen. I got Come with on, me. Okay, let me let me get serious. I got with me, Mariah. How you doing today? I'm doing great. That's fantastic. Frankie, how you doing today? I'm doing great, you know, just chilling here, just, you know, <laughs> in your face, in your face. Shar, how are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing good, doing good. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. All right. Frankie, what is the oh. topic for today? What are we talking about? Well, topic for today, well, you know, I was just, you know, scrolling through the internet, talking to my friends, you know, of, of, across the nation. And then, you know, not even across the nation, just across the globe. And a thought got me. So I was like, hmm. And I was going, talking to them, and we were talking about the education system, and, you know, to America and other places. So then it was just, I, I, I was kind of shocked to learn because we hear different things that how in-depth Germany goes with their education about the Holocaust. And they even go as far as um, talking all about it kind of what they did and they even take him to the sites um you know sites of concentration camps and everything that went into the, that atrocity so it got me wondering because here in america we kind of we know about slavery but we really don't go in depth with slavery at all until you get to the collegiate level so i was wondering are we doing ourselves a disservice by not learning about our past and our roots and what are your guys' opinions do you think we should go more in depth about it Okay, so, um, whoops, I did not hit the button. I'm sorry. There we go. So, listen, bro, I feel like, honestly, um, we could do a lot better. Because I feel like, um, like as, as, a, as a man that grew up in the South, black man that grew up in the South, I feel like we, um, we do, especially Arkansas, does it a complete disservice, like, they just took us to a random field and said, yo, this used to be a plantation. And there's some rinky-dink farm down there. I said, yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what is this? I said, oh, this is a plantation. Then my grandma showed me, oh, yeah, this is the plantation. This is the share- this where we used to share crops. I said, what? I said, that is that close? Grandma, you share crops? <laughs> Ma'am. Grandma. Yeah. My school, because I went to, um, I went to like a predominantly white school and they only mm -hmm. taught black history, you know, in February. <laughs> and yeah. um, they took us to, um, they took us to some spot where they had, they had, um, they recorded, what's that movie, Gone with the Wind? 
It was like some of the scenes in Gone with the Wind was was recorded mm-hmm. at this at this place in Arkansas, and it had like a cotton field. They showed us like the cotton gin, and I was just like, "Why? Right. <laughs> I'm the only black kid here." <laughs> like, I was like, "Why am I am I here?" I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, well, I, I was when I researched about critical race theory. There were some, um, obviously, our counterparts don't agree with critical race theory. And they feel like if you're going to teach it, you have to teach both sides. You have to teach the oppressor side and the oppressed side. Both opinions and why they chose to view the situation in that way. And I was like, what is it that you want to say? (laughs) Like, you want to justify it? Like, how can you justify it? <laughs> exactly. Star? Um, so, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm here, but what? What ex- can you reframe what you asked, Alan? <laughs> Do you think we should um, talk about slavery in schools pretty much at the high school, junior, junior high level, in, in more in depth? Or do you think it's fine the way it is? I mean... Uh, I mean, I can, I, I can answer this. I don't really know how to answer this question. And the reason I say that is because um, when I, I grew up in the South too, so I, I, I grew up in Memphis. Um, and I guess at the time I did not realize, you know what you don't know, right? You know what you know and you don't know what you don't know. So when I was in school, I, I felt like I was pretty much getting the uh, needed education in that department. Now, as I'm older now, I realize there's a lot of stuff they didn't cover, but I wouldn't have known better back then anyway. So, you know, like if if I only know what I'm being taught, I don't necessarily um, know how, I don't know what is missing to it to improve it, right? Like, I only know about what I was taught, so I don't even know what is, what's the missing pieces that need to be included or what do they need to enhance? I do know that the school I went to, they were predominantly white as well, um, but they did a, a good job of, uh, during Black History Month, um, I didn't feel like, uh, you know, left out or anything like that, or like they didn't focus, of course, they focus on the same 10 inspirational Black people during oh, yeah, that time, but... Um, <clears throat> I guess, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I never felt like my history wasn't covered enough. Um, Now, these kids are way far more advanced than we were (laughs) back then. So enhancing the amount of education they're offering for as, as you go on with time, absolutely. But I think for my specific time frame, it was okay for where where we were at. Oh, yeah. I grew up out west, um, been in schools were predominantly white and everything else, um, but, and, you know, predominantly Hispanic. I, kind of what Char said, you don't know, and you, you don't know what you don't know until you find it out. Unfortunately, I do think it's very, no matter where you're at, it seems like we've all got the Cliff Notes version of it. It's like, oh, there was slavery. It was bad. This is what they did for it. We went to war. We got rid of it. And now we're fighting for equal rights. Unfortunately, there's so much more to it than that and how they justified it. 
And I think because, and, and it happens if you're in a primarily, um, you know, a primarily white school, that's like, you know, that, that, that's a predominant race or even other stuff. Because if you're just saying, this is what this, this is, this is what happened. This is what, ha- this is what happened. This is wrong. We fixed it. Move on. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the symbolism of a lot of stuff. And to, to, to even, and I think it's always good to learn to an extent, and, and the, the the oppressor side as well, to understand why they did it, to understand, but at least and it lets their oppressors know as well too, because there's people out here that they don't see how the Confederate flag could be could be a horrible right. symbol, mm-hmm. because we cliff noted over it, and 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 it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't understand the separation of church and state. Because that actually had a lot to deal with slavery. Because a lot of they justified slavery by saying, "Hey, these people aren't Christians, so they're not Christians. So guess what? They're, they could be slaves." Right. That, but then they taught them the Bible, by force. No, no, but, but, no. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying for American history. No, I, I know. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so, so, yeah. so you know, and and like like, and that's that's when like, that's when we go back. We go back and forth with that too. So I think even some of the oppressors. And they don't see why things are that big of a deal because they they also don't learn it. So it's not even it's not even something for Black History Month. Like I I don't think slavery should just be relegated to Black History Month. I don't I think it should be a part of entrenched in the curriculum because there's and it sucks to say we learn a lot more about the Holocaust and everything else Man, in, in, in middle school and then again in high school than we ever know, know about slavery. And mm-hmm. that's a shame because one is U.S. history that's still affecting everybody, no matter what race you are today. And that's what people don't understand. And that's why, and because, and all that leads into segregation. And it's funny because people they talk about segregation, and, and I think, and that's glossed over too, because and that stemmed from slavery. And then they they act like se- segregation happened two two hundred years ago. There are people that literally lived in segregation. Yeah, so, so right. like you need to get over it, and, and, and you know, and until a couple years ago, it was like it was like, bitch, that was my fucking grandmother. So you right. can't tell me that, you're, acting, you're acting like it was like my ancestor, like on a freaking ship. I'm like, no, that was no. that was how they got here on slavery. Right. Slavery was still going on, energy. but segregation is guess what? My grandparents, and to to a lesser extent, because my mom was born in '68. So she mm-hmm. felt the rip- you know, um, the ripples of the that effects. too. Yeah, I have a question mm-hmm. um, though because as you're talking, you you were talking about slavery and segregation, which yeah. are two different eras. So yes. do you feel mm-hmm. like they they didn't do a good job of covering both? Because I will tell you, growing up in Memphis, Tennessee, we talked all damn day about some segregation and some whites only and black only uh, sinks and the uh, the the four kids that went to the church and were. Yeah. We learned a lot. Like we we learned a lot about segregation, mm-hmm. but slavery itself. Looking back, I don't see too much on that. But would you yeah. say both you were lacking in? Well, the, the, um, I think so. They're both they're lacking in, and yeah, we do a better job at segregation. But the main thing is we don't say how their one happened because of the other, mm-hmm. and that's the thing because we because we learn about because we learn about slavery. Then it's like slavery is bad. We fixed it. Then there's segregation, but they, we don't go in depth of slavery, the slave trade, what it was made for, and and how segregation was a byproduct of that as as well too. And a lot of it too, a lot of stuff. The thing is with slavery, it was the main thing because we're dealing with it today with under the table workers. It's free labor, and that's what people wanted. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that's how they justified it. Um, I have my brain. Sorry. Oh, so when yeah. I was reading and I was and I was like you know researching about critical race theory, um, one of the things, well, well. One of the things critical theory they teach you, they teach you about how, how racism has affected some of the regulations and laws we have in America. And it also touches on how um, racism, like it, racism, like segregation and slavery, how it has affected our education system, labor, things of that nature, which I think is very important because I was reading this book and it was telling like the beginning, I couldn't even finish it because it infuriated me so much. And um, I didn't even realize how propaganda had an effect on the black people's self-esteem um mm -hmm. but during slavery in order for them to justify slavery because obviously you could see you could see there were human right mm -hmm. you can obviously white people can obviously see that black people are human but the way that they justified it was that you know obviously everyone knows that they reduced us down to less than a person like mm -hmm. lower than an animal yes um but and we know this, right? We know it by ear, but did you see like the images that they had printed out during that time? It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was and and reading that book, it did infuriate me. So I would worry that if we did teach it, I well not I would worry. I know that other people, our counterparts, worry that it will create a divide. And I, they know that they can't survive that divide because then it will affect the economy. I I agree. I I, I kind of kind of agree with that, but I think sometimes that divide is there. But I guess you know, like we said, we don't want. Or I could say you could say they don't they don't want the divide because it, um the people in power will be crippled by it. So mm -hmm. I I definitely agree with that. But some of it it's they don't want. <clears throat> I lost my thought. I want to say they don't want to they, they they don't want something to show that hey this is how bad people could be because 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 it also says that hey you know it and I'm gonna say this the best way I can so I don't want to fit anybody out there but there's a lot of people saying you know it's it started with Hitler started with a bunch of stuff like that the white race is the pinnacle of civilization so and mm -hmm. I don't believe that I don't think everybody believes that but I'm just saying that that's that's how it seems like the laws and everything were brought into context because because yeah, they're yeah. the majority people like 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 what they like blah 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 that th this is what it is if you show that i think the longer you, you focus on that uh oh uh, sharp first no no no, 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 no. i said a thing i said a thing i ain't said a thing no, no, I'm sharper. <laughs> so so i think something that throws chinks and in, 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 in that armor that could unite people um, and I think that's kind of, kind of that they don't want to say that, which is kind of they try to they try to gloss it over. And but, but they're not ashamed of their history. Like America is I, not ashamed I, of its no, history. No, the thing is, like I Germany think, is. No, no, I think Amer no, I think the problem is America is ashamed of its history, and more than yes. Germany, which is why yes. a, a lot of stuff they, they cover gloss up a lot over. Of and yeah. then even like segregation okay. now, it's not mm -hmm. as shown as much as it was because they are ashamed of their history and they try I to bury like it. They are. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, so, look, so look at, so, so to look at, to look at the, to look at the time gap, right. To look at the time gap on it. Right. So uh -huh. you got Holocaust was like what? Seven, five, five years max. Right. Five yeah. max. Yeah. About five so. max. Five or seven. To, for them to acknowledge slavery, they have to acknowledge for at least 400 years, they was on some bullshit. <laughs> At least yeah. but the, yeah. America don't. America does not want to acknowledge that they. Because then they have to turn around and re-acknowledge 
the Native Americans, they have to they have to acknowledge black people. They have to acknowledge the Hispanic Americans. They have to acknowledge the Asian Americans. They don't took forget advantage women. of. They don't want to acknowledge don't, any don't, of the minorities. They don't took forget women. Of. Don't forget However, women. However, huh? Don't forget. They have to acknowledge women yeah. too, because because they they did women dirty as oh. at, as well, and that's why the Salem witch trials, which is another reason why we have separation of church and state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were doing women dirty. They did they did tie like rocks to their feet, and if but, she swims but, up or something. But I also let's let Char go. But I will say one thing. That thing huh? was, I haven't we even went. Okay, well, okay, well, <laughs> okay. I thought go ahead, go ahead. Cause, yeah, cause, I ain't said a word. This whole... to go. <laughs> you just said a lot, though. Huh? You just said a lot. <laughs> no, you... I did not. I I had two whole points. Anyway, I ain't even said nothing. Um, there there were two things I wanted to say as you all were talking. Wow, about. wow. Okay, go ahead. Why are you like this today? Bring back the other smooth. I don't know who this smooth is. <laughs> <laughs> he don't like today or something. I don't know Ooh. what's going on today. <laughs> um. Anyway, southern soda with real so soda. The first point I wanted to make was that I may have, um, because I grew up in the city where Martin Luther King Jr. was shot, so it may have also had a difference in what I was taught because we like. Pretty much every year of school, we went and visited the hotel he was shot at. Every year, like I know that whole hotel from the the whole museum, like the back of my hand, because we went so much. Mm-hmm. And so, having access to the place where there's so much history probably is why they couldn't really cover it up. Okay. Um, two, I do think that there was something specific you all said earlier. I don't know exactly what it was, but I do think that schools should address, like you said, with the Holocaust. We know the reason that. Um, I can't remember the correct terminology, but the Jews are like separate. They were separated. I think it's called the slums. Well, there is history as to why the ghettos were created. It just goes back to slavery. And I really think that that needs to be something. I don't know if that is considered high school level or college level or what, but that should definitely be included in um, like race theory classes because mm-hmm. that's really where all of that stems back to. Like the hoods and the ghettos stemmed from slavery. Yeah, but the and, thing is, and it's, separating a class of, of uh, a race of people into oh, let's throw them into these neighborhoods and give them less access to the the the, the things that other neighborhoods have. Like it, it's it's form of slavery. Yeah, but they it shouldn't even be race theory though. Project. Yeah, but the thing is, it shouldn't even be race theory. It should just be history because it's a part of history. And I mean, I. No, and and, and, like, and it's, it's a part speaking. of it's a part of American history too, and and we all have a block. I think eighth grade that's American history, and like that's super glossed over. But yeah, I I do think the other thing too, like we said about Germany, they're not as ashamed of it because they're able to, they're, they're able to justify it with the shit with the sanctions that happened to them with because of World War One, to say that hey, we were pushed to this corner to do something to get some of our stuff back whether it's our economy our military might or like that too because um because the sanctions that they got from World, from world war one it was overboard so i think so even though they're saying we we were this happened and we were wrong we were pushing the corner so that's why i, I that's maybe part of the reason why they're not as ashamed of the, of the history as we are because american history we just did it because you know mm-hmm. we, we believe in excess yeah. I just had like a a thought. Forgive me if I don't say this properly, but do you think that they don't want to teach it because they're still implementing this division 
in different ways. Oh, like yeah. slavery is still being exhibited in the um, mm -hmm. in prisons. We you still have segregations with the school because they divide us with um, school zoning. Um, like you still like we still have division. This is why this is why I feel like they're not ashamed. Um, but I don't. Know. I want to try. Yeah, my answer to that is yes. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I said I, I, I think, like I said, I think they are ashamed, and they have stuff over there just to control access of information because that's just mm -hmm. what you do. You control the access, access of information because the thing about history is that it's been brought out a lot. The winner, the the winner tells tells the story, right? And that's the, and that's what it, that's what it comes down to. And like Shara said, in her community, you can't hide certain things, so you have to go deal with it. And since and that's the and it's easy to be like, oh hey, you, you know. It's it's Martin Luther King got shot trying to do this and this is right for civil rights and it goes into so many other different things as well too, so 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 they're able you know so they're so they're able to kind of rally around that and make it a bigger thing. Slavery really targeted yeah, one but, group. Yeah, but then oh, they they changed the narrative also because like yeah. they teach you Martin Luther King was shot, but they I forget the the man said that he was shot by, but Martin Luther King was actually killed by the government. Like and mm -hmm. Coretta Scott took it to she took it to trial back in like I wanted I want to say ninety nine but I'm not sure and yeah, she yeah. won <laughs> so it was just like you know they don't teach about they don't teach you about um, how they really executed our um, mm -hmm. goodness I can't think <laughs> what well, no, I said our leaders because because history, history is told by the winners and that, right. that that's that's the main thing that we yeah. we've learned. And that's why we're trying to enforce critical race theory, which is why they won't allow it into the our public education school system because just, just depends it on what change the narrative. Depends, huh? True, because it's definitely not being taught in Arkansas. When I was in oh, yeah. school, I had a teacher because you could tell she was racist. She was like, "Oh, the she was like the slaves weren't even treated that bad." And it, and I was sitting in class and I was just like, and I was thinking out of nowhere, I was like, if there was twenty some slaves. On a plantation, and there was only one like slave owner. Why did they just revolt? And I said that out loud, and she was like, "Why would you say something like that?" And I was like, <laughs> "That's the most logical thing that, that has been said the entire class, <laughs> and you upset with me." <laughs> I was like, right. "Yeah, I would have been that Turner during slavery. I'm pretty sure well, my past life." I was but that, but that mindset, that mindset that you have that that you had right there, that's why they don't teach Nat Turner in school. Yeah. And that's why they don't teach. That's why they they skim, over, they, they skim over Malcolm X as well because mm -hmm. they don't want you to actually stand up yeah. for yourself and actually fight for your own rights. Well, they don't right. want you to do that. They it, want it, you it's to not... be pacif pacified and and think, oh, we're gonna do a march. Oh, we're gonna get active on social media. Active, right? On social media. Well, that's now, that's that's the they, they can we're gonna put pressure on them to make them want to do something. No, the only way you can affect people is punching them in the face or hurting their pocketbook. That's right. It. Them, 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 the ones, if you're not causing physical harm or financial harm, people aren't going to make a difference. Like, and they didn't I, even... I'm sorry for whoever's listening. If that hurts your feelings, fuck you. Like, that's the reality of how life is. If you're not yeah, physically harming someone or financially, people don't move. Corporations don't move straight up. I promise you, if you if you were like threatening the CEO with violence, he'd probably give you probably cave to whatever demands the fans wanted. Mm -hmm. He probably would, just straight up. 
That's just how it works. However, um, America continuously, as far as teaching education goes, they give you the watered down version. They don't give you the true facts and all the facts because they don't want you to actually actively involve, like actively become involved and feel encouraged to be involved in the systemic change that people are trying to push forward. A lot of times they just, they just find ways to make us um, like happy. <laughs> that's the, mm-hmm. that's the, literally the best way I can say it. They find ways to make us happy. Like, oh, we gave you this. Distract us. Why aren't you happy? Like, come, Kamala is by VP. Why aren't you happy? Like, th- that's yeah, literally no, what they do. They do things like that. Obama's president. Why aren't you happy? Like, yeah. you yeah. know, the reason your teacher reacted that way, which goes back to one of Smooth's point, is because she was afraid that like you were way too smart, right? They they know how smart black people are. That's what it is. They don't want us to really, really, really speak out and really be as smart as we are. So when your light bulb went off, it scared mm-hmm. her. Like, oh no, no, why would you? Why would you well, say? What are you that, talking about? Yeah, no, she, that, that's that too much. And, too much intelligence there. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's not even about too much intelligence. It's that they want. They don't want to have a natural conversation. And that's yeah. the and that's the one thing because it because and and I'll put it this way too because because you because we think about it all the time right because like if there were this many slave owners and this many slaves why didn't they do this but then and I'll tie it into something else too because we had nine eleven there were this many hijackers and that many people why they didn't why didn't they do anything and mm-hmm. that's just it, it, and that's not just a black person thing that's just a human nature thing of nature that, response yeah right, nature response. to have. But, but that's the thing, and your teacher did not want to have that conversation. And yeah, because and, so and, so and that, that, and, that, and that just shows that, that one your teacher was trash. Yeah, <laughs> and, because and, then because the then because then you have to explain mm-hmm. what type of mindset did these slaves have to where they were too fearful to revolt? Because you gotta think about it, they came from Africa, so yeah. they knew how to hunt, they knew how to fight, they knew mm-hmm. how to protect themselves. You had to do some serious psychological damage yeah. to a person to not stand up for themselves. So, yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah, no, that and no and no one wants to be the first person to die. That's just what it comes down to. So yeah, that was a, that was exactly what I was gonna say. Nobody wants to die. Like to be that, to be that, 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 um, what is that? That, um, that but sacrifice they were, that they were killing themselves before they even, they were jumping off ship. And the reason why they stopped is because they started teaching them the Bible and they started teaching them that killing themselves, you'll go to hell. And so mm-hmm. then they, they, that installed the fear in them, but, and then yeah, they gave them true. hope. Well, you know, this isn't, you know, if I don't have a, a, a good life here on earth then I'll have, you know, mm-hmm. the best life in heaven. So let me just, deal with this while i'm here and then just live my best life in heaven like well the, well that and and any and, and you have to remember too that and a lot of them because it was because it wasn't even the fact that they were teaching them religion too as well it was the fact that they're making it so they physically could not jump off and then and then it was it was a huge it was like it's a it's a huge effect because then they're like oh crap now we're doing this and that's a re- and there's a reason why like in the dominican there's a reason why there's black people over there it's because because they chained them up, the slaves weren't moving. They were so out of shape. People weren't buying them, so they stopped in the, in the Dominican to plump them mm-hmm. up and make them regular mm-hmm. b- before they finished their journey and and and, and brought brought them to the U.S. So you know, so because it, it was they did certain things, so they physically could could not could not do that. Yeah. And then of course the people who just didn't want to die either. So I mean, right, right, right. Because like we, we kind of say it, everybody has a plan until they're punched in the mouth. 
Right. Yep. And and no one wants to get punched or, or so no right. one wants to be the first one to get hit. No one wants to be the first one to be killed. A lot of people don't want to sacrifice themselves. Man. Yep. Yeah, they did true. a lot of damage to us though. Like a yeah. lot. But yeah. um but I guess to, to to go off of that, that's like my reason of why I don't I and we and we kind of hear it now too, which I think this is the main the main reason the main reason why they want to stop um not stop, impede black history and the negative of it in with America because if you open that door, that's Pandora's box. That opens up everything else, because mm-hmm. then because then it, op- it opens up the Japanese the Japanese and Ch- and Chinese we put in internment camps during World War II out here. It opens mm-hmm. up how we treated how we treated women, and then the Salem witch trials isn't a ha ha funny thing. And okay, cool we're witches. It's like no, we freaking killed women, you, you know, because they were getting too independent. It opens up the, it opens up the floodgates to to everything, and I think that's just. That's how it actually happens. Eh. Oh, what's up? Welcome. So, I think that that's my that's what I realized, especially after, um, I would say, uh, especially after taking a lot of uh, a lot of college history, and yeah. then and yeah. then plus kind of what Char hit on, Char hit hit on the head too, especially anywhere west of the Mississippi. Yeah. Um, it's harder and harder to find areas that were affected by it as, as much. Too. So, mm-hmm. so even though a lot of a lot of our government started from over there, and the you can even say that it's a horrible way to say it, but their traditions made their way out west, yeah, um, as as well as affected, um, it it physically didn't permeate out here. So that's why they're able to kind of shut that access off as well. Yeah, I feel that. Okay, so Doctor Del has joined us. What's up, my man? What's up, good people? How y'all doing tonight? We good. Oh, we, good. Good. we good. We good. We good. So, so what's your so what's your thoughts on um? So the initial question was um, like how do you think um, slavery could be what what was it? Slavery could be taught better, or like how slavery is actually taught in school, like how we can improve upon it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So when we think about K through twelve uh, education. One of the first things we got to do to teach about enslavement of, of, of African people is mm-hmm. to begin before they were enslaved, right? And so that's the, like when we teach it on the college level, we don't begin enslavement during, ensl- once they end the Americas. So the, the conversation has to begin about what was going on in Africa before the transatlantic slave trade or even the trans mm-hmm. slave trade, uh, which we don't talk a lot about um, um, in the United States uh, or, or nearly enough. Then the other thing that we got to talk about, and this is going to ruffle a lot of feathers, is that we have to talk about the creation of these isms because they happen at the same time. Uh, so you get, uh, so I, uh, Bell Hooks, she called it the uh, matrix of domination and I remixed it into the interlocking systems of oppression. And these interlocking systems of oppressions are these five isms. And so it's, and they don't matter which order you go in, but I'm always begin with racism. But uh, so you get racism, you get capitalism, you get nationalism, mm-hmm. you get uh, colonialism, and then the oldest ism is sexism. 
And right. so you get all five of these isms to happen at the same time. So they become interlocking. And so for us to really understand enslavement, we got to now really understand what colonialism is. We got to understand what nationalism is. We got to understand racism. We got to understand um, sexism. And we got to understand the other ism. I, I don't know if I said colonialism or nationalism already, but we got to understand all five of those before mm-hmm. we, those are the reasons why we get enslavement, right? The enslavement begins off the coast of Africa. The transatlantic slave trade begins off the coast of Africa 50 years before Columbus sails the ocean blue. And so Mm -hmm. what was the conditions to make the need for enslavement at that time? We also got to understand world history a little bit better because um, the Iberian Peninsula had been colonized by Muslims for about 600 years or so prior to Columbus selling the ocean blue. And so that's playing a factor on why they particularly pinpointed people of African descent to be enslaved, right? Uh, and that there was this marker and we, we have to, to teach it K through 12, we have to teach it for us to understand the economic drive but we also got to understand that the arguments for enslavement happened after they were already enslaving people. And so what that means is that when they started coming up with reasons in the 18th and 19th century, it was to look back on what, what they were doing in the 15th century, in the 16th century, right? And so th- that's where we have to begin for us to actually understand the systemic and systematic portions of 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 um, slavery, but also how you have this elite that doesn't really give a damn about race. They don't care about any of those isms, except for really mm-hmm. capitalism. Facts. And so that is is a capitalist motive. And then and, and the reason why you got to begin at, uh, before is that it also sets us up to understand a few things, that there was no African, no African existed on the planet until they make it to the Americas. Mm -hmm. There's no Africans. Africans as a concept is, we call it um, syncretism and creolization. And so Africans in the Americas go through these two processes and you're not learning these things in K through 12. So you don't get these things Mm -hmm once you make it to college, and for us to understand, like, because that, that then shifts, because now what that does is, what's our relationship as a people to capitalism? What's our relationship to sexism? What's our relationship to nationalism? And if we really want to end racism, we have to peel back all those other isms because they became interlocking. And so if we really want to teach K through 12 uh, people about enslavement, we have to begin there and if, prior to anybody ever being enslaved. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm following you. I'm following you. That 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 made that made a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, you made a, you made you made a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Speak it. Right. Mm. Um, I think well, I think. I, the, uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, the, I mean, the, I I'm sorry, we can talk over. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think the only um, 
the only real real question I have to you guys is like so we know that we know we we ourselves we know that it's but we're a we're grown we're adults we're adults right, right? so looking looking at this next generation right and how they have the access to internet and all that how are we going to make sure they get the proper resources not just the resources that they give them but the proper resources to actually educate themselves on actually what they came from and what they are because the way that they're fighting against quote-unquote critical race theory which is actually what they're calling critical race theory is actually just teaching history the the right the way that you're supposed to teach history it's not it's not um i think they want a more biased slant towards themselves to to like kind of like water it down to make it make themselves look good and feel good but they mm-hmm. actually don't look good or feel good in any of these circumstances none of them from mm-hmm. the from the moment that um, they got <laughs> here it, it was so not bad. good there was nothing good going on nothing good like and that's just from my old history textbooks all mm-hmm. i remember is um they brought us over here they gave the indian smallpox they made them march all the way to Oklahoma, you know what I'm saying, killed off nearly all of them, you know what I'm saying, they gave them blankets that had smallpox in there, then they turned around, they kept in, they kept enslaving us, then they fought each other, you know what I'm saying, for free labor, you know what I'm saying, to keep enslaving us, but they don't want that to be a reality, they don't want to talk about us being um, oppressed, they don't want to talk about segregation, you know what I'm saying? And if they do want to talk about segregation, well, some black people were doing all right. <laughs> some black people were doing good. Hey, don't y'all remember old girl? Uh, she was making honey and selling all these other things and, and she was doing all right. She was the richest black woman at the time. Right. And, and they want to talk about her and big hub, but I'm like, that's, that's no, not Madam C.J. Walker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what did you say? What you saying that was? Uh, Madam C.J. Walker, and she was. We were talking about the one with, yes. with the with the perms, and they don't even want to talk yes. about that. And how they no, they don't want to talk about that image. at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then they don't. They skip over Malcolm X, but they talk about Martin Luther King because right. they want you to now just hey, just just please just go march in the street, please. Right, but please. knowing Martin Luther King, you have to talk about Malcolm X because he is reason why some of the laws got approved. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't want to talk about the Black Panthers in depth. They just want to talk about, yeah. oh, they walked around with guns. They don't want to talk about they, them in depth and the programs that they instituted. Like, um, I, I believe there's a reason for SNAP. They're the ones that started that, like, free lunch, like, actually giving mm-hmm. people free lunch and all that other thing like that. They're the, they're the reason for Planned Parenthood. They're the reason for SNAPs, food stamps. They're the reason for um, some of the programs that we have when you, like, when you start school and you give the children food. They had, um, they had their own, like, elementary schools and they instead of like implementing um you know how we have mm-hmm. you get sack where you send the kids to detention they had like mm-hmm. yoga like they they yeah. were legit <laughs> so yeah they did yeah. breakfast uh they did the breakfast of uh, bringing mm-hmm. the fact that you start the day hungry you weren't going to be successful um uh, uh throughout the day or whatnot and so um mm-hmm. but i think to to get to part of your question. So there's a couple of things I want to say before everybody else jumps in because I'm late to the party. 
critical race theory, they know exactly what they're doing because critical race theory has nothing to do with history and the writing of history. Critical race theory is a legal theory, and that's all it is. And, and, and when you study law, law is a series of case law, and so case law is what we would consider history. But it's, mm -hmm. in of itself, uh, critical race theory has nothing to do with history. But the reason why they're making it about history is because there's this thing we call a, the meta narrative, right? And so there's been this meta narrative that the United States wanted to create. And in creating this meta narrative, they created good guys and villains. Mm. And when, when I teach African-American history or I write a book about African-American history, the only people that's reading that book in 1920 with Carter G. Woodson are gonna be African-Americans when he's talking about the miseducation of Negro, right? Only, only people that's gonna be reading that is African-Americans. And so we're not being incorporated into this meta-narrative. But in the mm -hmm. 20, 20th century, 21st century, African-Americans are started being put into this meta-narrative. Meta -narrative, and by placing these people of a darker hue converse, uh, stories into that meta-narrative, it muddies up who the good guys are and who the villains are. And so they are really concerned with it because they want to make history about good guys and, and uh, bad guys. The other trap they want you to buy into with history is the concept of progress. Yeah. And, and that's a very dangerous um, concept. And so they're attacking these different ways for you to know about what came before, because if you know what came before, you got you can do something different about it. And, and so going into the 21st century, and to part of your question, what we need to be doing now is for us to be like Jewish people and say, never forget. And that's the thing that we've been trying to do. We've been told that our history is so painful that we need to forget slavery. We need to forget Jim Crow. We need to forget the moment, you know, that, you know, yesterday. And we need to be, you know, forgiving and all these other kind of things. And so these, it, it, it becomes a perfect storm of the ideal of progress and trying to get black people to stay in their place and not want more because what you need to tell your kid is that, so I have a seven-year-old. And so I, my seven-year-old, I'm not gonna make it to quote unquote freedom but I'm going to pass the baton to him to where he can get mm -hmm. us a little bit closer to humanness, right? Um, and then, then he would take the baton and give it to his son or daughter and, and keep on going, but every time the buck is being passed, and so that's part of the progress piece. And the reason why they're taking it out of the, the schools um, is to make us workers, right? One of the things that we don't talk about if we actually understand enslavement is that it never stops. Right. Enslavement never stopped. In the North, they did this thing called gradual emancipation. And what gradual emancipation said was that you, you, your child was going to remain enslaved until they reached a certain age. OK. And the reason why they the Northeast decided to get rid of slavery was not because of, of some altruistic reasoning. It was because how capitalism works. And so watch this. They can make more money off of you free than they can enslave because you become consumers. 
And that consumption enslaves you because now you have to stay at your work and all these other kinds of things. And so when we look at the role of education, education in the United States that's created by whites was never to free you or to move you up economically. It was to teach you how to work in factories. It was teaching you how to be a citizen. It was trying to teach you these kinds of concepts, but never about critical thinking or freedom. And that history represents the ability to disrupt these narratives, these, especially these meta-narratives, right? There was the UN just released a report that the, that the United States is supposed to be the longest lasting democracy. And that January 6th ended it. But think about when they say that, when the UN says that this was the longest lasting democracy, that that means that they were okay with your enslavement, that they were okay with your Jim Crow, because for African-Americans, mm -hmm. even to this day, we're, we're still not free. And so how do we get our young people to want it? It goes to what happened today with this leak of the Roe versus Wade and it's gonna be struck down. And the way that they're striking it down, Brown versus the Board of Education is now up for it because what they're saying is that because the constitution is not covering it, the states get to decide, which mm. means when the states get to decide, you're going to have some place like Georgia or Tennessee, um, uh, Mississippi, who then could pass laws to get rid of gay marriage, to get rid of, um, to, to reinstitute segregation because the, the Constitution doesn't even guarantee you education, right? And so it should mm -hmm. guarantee you that black people and white people, Africans and Europeans have to be mixed together. And so we are going to be moving towards a new form of oppression that we need to we need to figure out what the name of it will be, but we're we're going to see in our lifetime what happened after Reconstruction, in our lifetime, right? The, what we call the Nadir period in uh, African American history, and so that oppression was going to make us have to learn our history, mm -hmm. because it's going to be the first time since the so-called Civil Rights Movement ended that we're going to know that there's a foot on our neck that's beating us back because it's gonna become legal again. And so um, I'll leave it to that, but that's, that, I think it's gonna be real easy for the next generation because they're gonna, it's gonna be palatable again. It's gonna be something that they can see and touch and not have to discern it for themselves. Man, you said something with that last part. Ah, oh, God. Uh, does anybody? <laughs> that 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 last that last part, I was like, "Dang, he right." Yeah, yeah, I'll go. Um, I think that if we're relying on schools to improve, mm, I think there's a long way to go. To answer your, you said you asked um, how our kids can have better access to it, or what we can do on our part, correct? <laughs> yeah, I think if we're relying on. Um, the schools to do a better job. I'm not saying that. I I don't know. I I don't I don't know what the schools look like. I don't have kids right now, so. But um, there may be some schools that that are improving their curriculums and taking the steps towards you know in, incorporating the information that a lot of schools at least didn't do back in my day. Um, but I do think that I I personally have seen a shift in the black community. Um, 
sharing our own history with each other. And, um, you know, like, for instance, when I was growing up, sometimes my punishment was writing a book report on a, a, <laughs> a influential Black person. That's what my mom would make me do. So um, that kind of stuff. Also, like, our the kids today, they have so much, like you said, they have access to so much. I will log on TikTok and get a Black history um, uh, lesson just from logging on TikTok, right? Like, I think they have so much access to so many things that we didn't have access to that if they're not getting it in school, they are getting it other ways. Unlike us, we didn't have access to, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I had dial-up internet. <laughs> um, and they they can just literally type it, type in a, they can ask Siri and they'll get the answer. So I, I do think that they do just have access in general in other forms that we didn't. So yeah, that's my answer. Go ahead. I worry that the new generation of kids really won't care. And the reason why I say that is because um, we live in a society that says, oh, that happened so long ago. Why are y'all still heard about that? Or mm-hmm. or we live, you know what I'm saying? They they teach us like, they fr- they, they shame Black Lives Matter. Like, I, I you know, I don't feel like this generation, and not with Gen Zs, I don't think they will truly value it. And I don't think that they will care. And I and I don't think that they would notice, like you said, that it's going to happen again. I don't I don't think they will notice. You yeah, have a lot um, of distractions. Sorry, I'm done. No, 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 no. no. I, are you are you for sure done? Yeah, I, I think so. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. trying to cut you off. I wasn't trying to cut you. Off. I th- I thought you were literally done. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm done. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, um, um, I I feel like with with the newer generation. As, as well as what she said, I feel like there's no sense of urgency. I think they feel like everything is good as is. And I don't think we, as the older generation, because we got it good, didn't teach them the sense of urgency of, hey, this can be bad. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't, we don't bring the, like, family structure. I, okay. Uh, in, I'm going to see if it's just me. How many family reunions do y'all know have happened in like the last like couple of years? Cause I don't, I don't see that many people coming together the way they used to. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 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 So you, you both have. Okay. But I will say for your point, social media has kind of killed the purpose of that. Right. Ooh. Because you feel like you're connected to people because you see what they're doing online. So you don't, some people don't even call shit. They're like, they're like, oh, I know Johnny's fine. Yeah. He just had a kid. Cause, you cause, think. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I will definitely say that I and I'm thinking about it too. Like I, besides like my cousin, like my one cousin, I don't have really the drive to try to bring everybody together so i do feel like after and, and I, I did notice a big shift in my family structure after my grandma passed away yeah mm-hmm. be, be, because of that but i do know yeah. that's even because even my mom's generation because they're kind of getting into it my generation grew up with the internet and i know like and then i know my god brother my and my and and then my other cousin you know i talked to her all on freaking and she'll she'll she'll, she won't talk to me until she sees something it's like oh i've noticed you've been doing this 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 and this and she's in australia 
and she feels connected and everything knows, knows what's going on. So I will say I do believe social media kind of stopped mm-hmm. the drive for people to have family reunions because you don't need it to catch up. Yeah, and, and, and that's coming from yeah. my family. We had family reunions like every like every, every two years. Hmm. Yeah, I was reading something. It was saying that people's social interactions have changed since the 1970s, and the only thing that has changed since then was um, the the internet. So, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, also in the 1970s, they were also having family dinner on every every day. It wasn't just every yeah. Sunday; like it was a thing. You had to sit down at the table and eat together. So. You, had, you start getting away from that kind of stuff in general. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I feel like we're being conditioned. Like, even, like, I've noticed, like, my um, attention span has shortened because I'm on TikTok. TikTok's only, like, seven seconds. So my attention span is being changed to, like, to only function after seven seconds. It's bad. I'm trying to get out of it. But, but mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like we, we are changing. So but I don't think they'll value it. So yeah, like even on that, even on that piece where you talked about like TikTok, like I even with myself, like I don't actually watch TikToks. The only thing I actually do is post. I only post. I don't watch anything. I only post. I just I learned so page. much on TikTok. I post my, I post my videos, and 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 I and I walk away, and I walk away just because of how TikTok is set up. Like the moment I went for the uh, for you. What is it? The for you F-Y-P. page? Right? Yeah, the page. Yeah, the for you page. And I scroll briefly. I said, no, 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 no. This is not good. I said the way no, the way mine was set up was bad. I said you this to, is not good for my mental, for my mental you health. To, you have to set it up. You have to filter it the way to what you want to see. So if you don't get on there and you don't do anything. You're gonna see trash. Like mine is set up to where I see motivational messages. No, 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 but but it's 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 not even that. Like that way, because they want you to watch, and then what keeps your attention? That's what it keeps on pumping towards you. So it's like, yeah. So I filtered my my feed. Like my my personal TikTok has turned into a Google page and a YouTube page. Like I get on there and I learn stuff. Like (laughs) I don't even have to really. Even even with that, even with that, it's still it's still trash because when you look at the the quality of information that you're getting, it's not really that good. Like I can't even validate these people in the information that they're giving me. Like at least at least at least with my YouTube, like I have the all my YouTube recommendations are long form videos that people that go in depth with like stuff that's complicated or that's more nuanced. And they actually spent the time. Like these people only drop like two, three videos a month. Uh, And it's literally like I'm getting educated on like different things that happen in like it it, anyway, it doesn't matter. No, it's funny. It's funny because I actually saw a video about I saw a video about that talking about the difference between YouTube and TikTok. And then because since the information it's gonna be better because not many anybody can make a six second video, more people are it takes a lot a lot harder for someone to go to make an in-depth video. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yes, like those people are making quality, qualitative content. Like nobody's gonna sit there and spend twenty minutes making a video, like have a video that's twenty minutes, and and you and people and a bunch of people actually watch it. That's actually just trash. Nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna sit there and watch a video that's actually trash. It's not gonna end up recommended to you. Have you seen the trash movies float. that are out there are an hour and a half? Are you sure about that? No, no, no. It's gonna, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna float. No, it's gonna float into obscurity. 
No, it's going to flow into obscurity. It's not going to get recommended to you. If you're watching quality content, at least at least for me, as far as as far as my YouTube, I get what you're saying, but all I'm saying personally, I have gotten a lot of educational content outside of uh, from TikTok. I have learned Black history facts. I have learned stuff I never knew existed. Like I have learned so much. I have learned political stuff on there. I have learned so much on TikTok. But like yeah. I said, it is no, but I, I think no, I think because you no. guys are looking because Smooth is looking for things more in depth. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what he's saying. So for him, he wants stuff he wants stuff that's more in depth, which is why he doesn't like TikTok because it gives you a, a cliff notes version, but it's 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 harder to check back and go in there and find reasons why. And and I'm just saying that because I'm kind of like that person too. And because I see the value I see the value in both because there's stuff that I've seen on TikTok or on Instagram Reels. Um that it's like, oh, that that's cool. But with me, it makes me want to go find out more about it. Cause like the only stuff honestly that I'm like, cause and I learned technology you know. stuff too, like I what was it? iPhone shortcuts, blah 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 blah, and it, it's it's useful. But I'm saying for smooth palette, he wants something because he wants to know all the in, intricate nuts and bolts. Yeah, so any, any I want value into that. I want to walk away with actual knowledge, like to walk away with just like facts or things that I can just spurt off. Like that's cool, but to actually have knowledge to where I can actually like make it my own and then apply wisdom to it, like. To, to actually like do that with TikToks, like it's it's a lot. Like it's a lot you're gonna have to consume and you're gonna have to get into the weeds and actually like find some video that actually explains the other part and explains the other part to where you have a full well-rounded perspective. Like my thing is like if you watch some TikToks right about black history, right? How like to actually have a conversation with somebody to where you're gonna actually like be able to combat them on black history. To where they're like a critical race theory, just you know what I'm saying, to combat them on the theory itself. Like a lot of videos don't go in depth. Like those three minute videos that TikTok has, people don't watch those. Like everybody watched the 60 second and the 15 or anything that's less than 60. As soon as you go past that 60 mark, all those videos are watch less. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. You can literally just search the algorithm. Sure. All of them are watch less. Why? Because people's attention span is trained to to sixty seconds or less on TikTok. So how does that tie into what we were just talking about? Because I think so. How that ties into what we were talking about is for 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 Black history for Black history stuff. Like I want an in depth. I want a whole perspective, and I'm talking about for teaching kids, like for them to to give them actual informative content that actually fully in depth. Is going to go longer than 60 seconds and to actually sit your child down and have them conditioned to actually sit there and go okay i'm gathering all this knowledge and then when they're done gathering all of this knowledge to sit down and process it by themselves and say this is what i learned from this this is how i feel about this and this is my perspective on this a lot of people don't even have an opinion all they do is parrot shit out they don't have an opinion that's Dr. Deal has something to say. Go ahead. So um, in some of it is dealing with what we talked about earlier, but we, we're getting at a couple of things. And do, looking at this generation that's growing up, not only with the internet, but growing up with social media. And one of the things that I talk about with my own students uh, is the difference between information versus wisdom. And so we got a, we, we got a a generation that's growing up that has information at their fingertips 
or they don't have the wisdom to be able to to go through it. Because here's what the question is, because social media has created the rise of the expert. And so the question now that I would I want to ask you all, which then would mean that younger people would be able to have to answer this question as well, is what's the criteria that you have for a content creator to speak to something that you can quote unquote learn from, right? So what's that criteria? Because all of a sudden, how well I say something or how emphatic or passionate or performative I am in doing it, the more reliable it becomes because here's where that wisdom will come in at where if I heard something on TikTok, will I then go Google it myself? Or would I then say, well, because I heard it on Google, I mean, on TikTok, it's the, it's gospel, right? Mm -hmm. and, so, and, and so we're asking young people to do something that I don't think we even do because like, like I don't, I watch TikTok, but I don't, I'm, like I, this, I, I just got a fellowship. And so I don't have to work for 15 months after Thursday. So I won't have to go back to work until August of 2023. And so I'm gonna roll out. Uh, yeah, it's great, right? Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I got to go do research. But one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to roll out uh, TikTok to where I'm teaching African-American history, but I'm going to be in conversation with other people because I want to correct. There's a whole lot of misinformation. I didn't realize how many people were African-American historians until I got on social media. And, mm -hmm. and <laughs> of it is wrong, right? A lot of it is wrong. And I stay in people's, con like only certain people will respond back because this uh, this comedian, he was talking about the three-fifths clause, right? And how bad the three-fifths clause was. And I'm like, it really wasn't. Actually, we would still be enslaved if the three-fifths clause did not exist because we would have gave more power to the South because you would have had people being counted as a whole, which was you got more Congress and electoral college votes of enslaved people because they would have been counted as a whole who could not vote, right? And, and because... Mm -hmm. They never talked of like somebody told you, well, you was counted as three fifths of a person. Well, that was a good goddamn thing because that was a, the reason why it's called a three fifths compromise is because people in the North didn't want African Americans to be counted at all because it gave political power to a people that could never vote. Mm -hmm. And so now on a federal level, it was going to impact Congress and it was going to impact the presidency. So my point is, I, I made it, I had to do and then told them, you know, the three fifths clause, like, you know, Here's where your argument, it has some validity to it, but by adding this piece to it, you're, you're taking away from it. He never responded. And so nobody saw my correction or what the three-fifths clause was really about. So, so like I said, my question is, what is your criteria for you to say, okay, this content creator knows enough or should know enough for me to then listen to? Because like I said, we are asking K-12 people to be able to do that. And I don't think us over 20, right? I'm just going to make us all over 20. <laughs> right. Um, and the reason to go through age, right? Like all of us over 20, but how do we're discerning that? And so, because we're asking something of social media that they're going to have their entire life that we, we, we signed up for type of thing. And so how do we decide who's an expert? Um, I'll answer that because I, I actually, I'm a, I am a content creator. I'm a social media manager uh, on a social media agency. So the reason I'm on TikTok 24 seven is because I'm looking for content to use, to create. I'm getting ideas. I'm looking at what's hot, looking at what people are up to. Um, honestly, it's, it's authenticity. So 
you can tell who the people are that just want to go viral versus the people who really are the are their authentic selves that are on there that have a uh, a real and true brand. So when you are your real and true self, people pick up on that. And that those accounts go the furthest. Those are the ones that you are building a trust into your community to where they don't feel like they need to. Now, I'm not saying that I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a Google person, so I, I will Google everything. <laughs> but those are the people that are forming trust with their audience to the point where they don't have to be questioned or wonder like what, if anything they're saying is true. So that, that, that is what I use. And that is what I um, also recommend to um, my clients that I manage, like be yourself, be authentic and be real. And that will take you far. Um, <clears throat> I think it's kind of like, unfortunately, it's, it's like any other media, um, you have to go, you have to, you have to see the person's track record, um, of, of what, what they're going into things. I like the example you put is, is you're trying to go ahead and have a conversation with the person to, to correct them or just even to have, have an opinion. Um, cause mm-hmm. I, cause you could use it with, with any, um, any news form, any blog, anything. I mean, I'm right. And uh, right now I've been talking, I've, I've been, there's a, there's one site it's called inside the magic and they put a story out there that was just so misleading. It was appalling. Um, and so one that hit the credibility. So now I'm not, I'm not even following them for, for any sources too. And then um, two, you have to, you have to see how they respond to criticism as well too, because if a person, they made, they make a mistake and then they go and do, um, correct it, take it down, do something with it, to acknowledge it, to make the mistake, to put correct um, correct information up. That brings that trust and, and that and that validation that says that they're a trustworthy source. But also, as well as usually, when people put out information, I use it as a conversation starter. So I'm going to go ahead and look up things as well to to add to the conversation to find out things that that I don't know and to see if it's true. Because I know Smooth knows this because because every time he's like, oh, he throws out an article, I'm like, I need to go look it up. And even though I trust Smooth and it's coming, and it's coming, it's coming from Smooth too. I'm I'm looking for other stuff stuff with it so I could go ahead and and add to it. And I think that's what, um, that that's what we need to do. Because even because even when you're consuming content, you're consuming content. Um, you have to find out the reason why you're consuming it for, and then add and be able to add to it, even if it's just through conversation through the comment section to your friends when you pass it along, um, somewhere else. Because if you're not doing if you're not doing it for that, then you're not really trusting the person that's giving you, giving you the information. I mean, it's honestly based off of, um, is this information something that I'm interested in? How much of the information that I'm receiving do I actually know? How passionate, like you said, how passionate are they? How um, confident um, are they, you know, relaying the information and um, do they speak well? (laughs) That is how I verify it. And then, and then I'll go and I'll do my due diligence, just research. Because again, like I said, is this something that I'm interested in? Um, but if it's not, then I'll just graze right past it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so for me, I th- I think I'm just I'm just a little, I'm I may be just different. Like for me, I look at what you do. Like for me, because I'm I'm used to more longer form content. So I, I look at what you do in your description box, right? Do you refer me to your source material? 
so I can go read it myself. If you do not reform, refer me to what you read, I'm looking at you different. You know what I'm saying? There, there's a YouTube page I follow for years, and every single time he dropped every single link. I mean, without fail, all he does is drop all the links. Even to this day, he drops all the links. And so I can go in. I've even got topics for this podcast from his show. And because I read the source material and I said, oh, I got a, I got an angle that I want to attack this from. You know what I'm saying? From reading the source material. And it was from his show. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a, like, well, forget his show for a second. Just for a second. Like, the way that he he does and his integrity, because even if he messes up the next episode or the episode after that, he will come on there and say, hey, I have a correction for episode whatever. He will tell you the direct correction, what he did wrong and what was wrong about it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I didn't actually look into this all the way. Me and my team, we apologize. You know what I'm saying? Off rip. That's the start of the next episode. That to me is integrity. I look for integrity in my people. I don't care how you say it, what how, what you do. I look for your integrity. Will you go back and correct yourself? And how will you present the new information to people? I look for integrity. That's that's my number one thing. Um, I also want to add that most of the content creators that I follow, they will literally tell you, if you want to know if this is real, go look it up. And that will that will also let you know that they know their shit and they know that they're not they're not trying to sell you any bullshit. They're not trying to lie. They know that what they're saying is real and you can find it if you want to. So, yeah, because yeah, I think about someone like Umar Johnson, who consistently and constantly is incorrect in, in putting out factual information. And then uh, the logic from his um, analysis is off base, even with the, the made up facts that we might um, uh, use, and, and that is being circulated. And so if if social media can be a mm -hmm. yeah. resource for, you know, K through 12 people, because I, I, especially when we're talking about the hist uh, African-American history, because for me to answer that question, if they make it the, the the thing too simple, then I know they don't have an understanding of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Because that's how complex, like African-American history, history in and of itself, the field is an interpretive field, mm -hmm. right? That's all history that we, we have the facts and we interpret those facts. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so if we make it too simple, too from A to B to C, without having to say a whole bunch of words and trying to explain the, the how to get to... So it would be like when you think about the capital letter A, lowercase a, one, you know, and just keep on going down uh, like that. If you're not having to do that, then I know you know what the hell you're talking about. But that's me with all this education being able to do it. How can we get K through 12 people who know little to nothing and this is supposed to be the alternative well, I I never said that social media should be the alternative for um to help K through twelve learn Black history. Well, when we were talking about it, right, like that we can't trust the 
K through 12 system to teach African-American well, history. Yeah, but I, I didn't even get the chance to answer the for alternative because for me, social media is not the alternative for, for that okay. one, especially for any, especially for, from K through five. Because even right now, I, I have a 12-year-old I have a twelve year old right now, and the only thing he wants to look up on YouTube is roller coasters, Nerf guns, and Jurassic World. Right. <laughs> so, so, so that's why I would never do that. My, I'm saying, because my alternative is, we have to kind of, we have to learn it, we have to learn, learn it ourselves. Also, that too, what are the means that we have um, to do it? So, because we have to learn ourselves to go ahead and t- teach them as well too. And then I think we said it on Smooth's very first, very first Alpha podcast. It's mm-hmm. we need to go in there into the school system and and go ahead and say, hey, these are things that that we that that we want to learn. These are things that we think it's important and show show why it's important to us and to the country and to the country as well too. Because the problem is a lot of because I've been to different PTA meetings, I've been to after school programs, I've been to like that too, and there's really not enough representation. And mm-hmm. if there's not enough representation, we also need to find out why because we can make a change to do it, and it won't be immediate. And that's the thing too is that anything that that we're doing to try to fix the education system is not going to be immediate. It's going to take some time. And that's mm-hmm. where we fill in the gaps as well, too. That's where we go. We need to learn the facts. And it's up to, sometimes it might be up to us to take those higher level classes. So, so whether yes. it's to go, to go ahead and push the next generation of teachers so, so they say, hey, this is important. Or, mm-hmm. or if it's to, to push it to our kids so, that, so, they, so what they understand what's going on. And as authentic and as real as it could be to push it, because yeah, because I honestly think, especially, especially from K through eight, social media is definitely not the not the alternative to get your history information. So, although I agree with you, I, I think it's also very unrealistic to recognize the fact that these kids are on social media a lot. So, not necessarily replacing how they're retaining information, but back to um, Dr. Dio's point if they're going to be consuming this information, how, what, like we were focusing on what ways can they also get their information from there? I do think it starts with the parents. I do think it starts at home. I do think that we eventually need to hire a new generation of teachers, but we, we have a long way to go. And until that happens, we have to do some things now. To, yeah, in the and, meantime, and I'm while- with, with now, I'm saying with now it's on us because the thing is, because yeah. well, his point is too, because with social media, it is so hit or miss. And the problem is, if you say, hey, go look at this, this is a hit, then they think everything's a hit when it could it could not be. So, and the thing is, he's saying a lot of us, a lot, of, and I'm not saying us in this in this conversation, people in general do not fact check. Because- I, not, I, I get what you're saying, but I also, I feel like there's also a bad stigma with, maybe because I work in social media, maybe that's, maybe I'm biased, but I think there's just a bad stigma in general attached to social media and there are positive ways to use it no, and positive ways to So we're not No, no, no. What I'm saying is I get the direction that Dr. Dale was going with his questions. I get, I get the direction he was going in. So, yeah. so, so I, I, I feel real, so I feel like, honestly, one, I feel like this newer generation and most people in general, just tell me if I'm wrong, look at the number of reactions and the view count. If the number of reactions and the view count is there, they think it's right. Just off rip. If they and then if they turn around and read the comments and then they find out it's false, fine. But if the num- numerous number of comments is just 
agreeing with this person, they're going to fall into that same echo chamber because most of social media is an echo chamber. Like I, all, all of it's literally set up to reinforce your current beliefs that you have. I, yeah, I'm not saying those, those people beliefs, don't. It just, it literally, the algorithm literally just reinforces your own beliefs. It doesn't encourage you to learn more. It's, it goes, it reinforces your own beliefs because by listening, your own beliefs, you will watch more of that content. You will stay on the platform more. So it reinforces more in your belief. That was in the Facebook papers that came out. That was in the um the thing that the op-ed that came out about Twitter. Like it's all the all the social media sites, they're literally geared up that way. Even YouTube, like all of this stuff is geared up that way. And it's like, how do you combat it? And it starts at home. At home, you have to be educated yourself. Yeah, Dr. I mean, Hill, I agree with that. Go ahead. <laughs> so I, I want to bring up two things. And so uh, going back to the larger question about what we can do. And so just listening to you all uh, debate about this, why not for us to create um, a 21st century green book to where we certify content creators as, as uh, like that they, they have the information. And so if they don't get our um, stamp, yeah. right. And, and, and we'll, have all the criteria about you know what is expected for you to stay within this mm-hmm. uh, the, this listing yeah. of 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 factual informative uh, content creators. I think that would be you know one thing. But then to, to the larger question, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Freedom Schools, uh, but that's one of the things we will need uh, in this twenty first century because K through twelve, if it's controlled by the government and government regulations and all that. And that's outside of African Americans' um, control, especially as we see a Supreme Court that is that that they're literally allowing for uh, voting rights to diminish because they're letting gerrymandered places in Alabama and Georgia and Florida to go forward, and saying we'll allow for an illegal election to happen in the midterms and for them to take it up after the midterms, which means that you're going to get you know, people who should not be elected in this midterm to be elected and for other people not to be able to, you know, return to seats. So you, you're losing people automatically based on that uh, gerrymandering. But uh, for us to create a, a system outside of what the government is uh, control. And so that's what those freedom schools came in at. And so then the question then becomes, because I know I am, now I, I, <clears throat> I can't teach K through 12 for a reason, right? Because I don't, I, I hit people, I cuss, I do a whole bunch of things, right? Like, you know, don't be in my class and sit right near me. I'm gonna bop you upside your head, you say something stupid, right? Um, and so, but I do want, I would want to volunteer my service. So then, you know, to the question then, would you be willing to teach your expertise for free within one of these freedom schools to help? raise that bar for us to be yes, able to community. teach, right? right, And for, uh, it, for it to go back to this, you know, community uh, piece, because one of the things that, like my mom said that the older people were saying would be, I'm going to hope you out. And instead of I'm going to help you out, they said, I'm going to hope you out, right? And how powerful is that of uh, using hope instead of help? And so how many of us are actually through the things that we're doing providing hope? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
And so yeah. if we then say we're going to, you know, on Saturdays, we're going to send our kid to these freedom schools where they'll learn about history and math and English and being creative or journalism, all these different aspects and giving them voice for them. To, and then the other thing that I wrote down when we were talking about earlier, we need to learn how to navigate racism and race. We all mm -hmm. have learned how to navigate race based on what we've gone through. Right. Not on it. Like, not that any of us are experts, but the only thing that we've learned is how we like one of my good friends just told me he's basically a conservative. The only reason that stops him from voting that way is because uh, he don't want to experience racism. <laughs> right. Like. <laughs> He got to that conclusion because how he navigated race, right? Oh as, my God. as we learn how to navigate race, and we're, and guess what? We're kids when we learn how to navigate race, and we never question the things that we think is going to get us to that other side as kids once we become adults. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we then teach this ideology without really thinking about it and so these freedom schools can be dealing with how do we actually navigate this concept called race without becoming damaged or having to go through something to get to it and so um so my my solution would be uh, like freedom schools that we can control where we can have uh create the curriculum uh and and it's about the trust in the people that's participating in it yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. That. And, and yeah. That ties back into what I was, my point in saying is I don't think social media overall is a bad place. Like you just have to, like, exactly like you're saying, we have to create it the way you want it to be created and it control, mm -hmm. take control is all I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Oh, and, it may and, not come across that way. Yeah. And I wasn't saying like all social media is bad. I just think right now, like I said, it's for certain things for someone that young. To try to learn like that too, it's a crapshoot. Just, oh just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not leaving that, rely on that for that, which is what I was saying. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. agree with using social media to go ahead oh, okay. and try to help young minds because I was saying like today I had like it was a roller coaster that stopped on the lift hill because someone took out their phone. The media said it was it malfunctioned on the lift and almost crushed somebody, and I'm like, what the? And if you look at the video of it, it was nothing like that because people they put stuff out to, for to click on it and kind of what Smooth was saying. I don't think, I don't think reactions and playthroughs validate if someone's right or wrong but i think it does validate if, if someone's gonna watch it or not yeah i know some great content creators who are out here teaching some factual amazing stuff and i come across them all the time on on tick not just tiktok on um instagram yeah. and yeah. other places yeah. and you all may not know who they are, but I, I noticed them. They have a huge following. They record. I think they now have five-minute videos on TikTok. People watch yeah. all their stuff. Um, oh, it's a matter but, of giving them but, more but, shine. But, but, but that, that's what I was saying, too. Like when earlier I said it's based on their reputation and, and how often they do it because... because uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah so, so, like, so that's why, like, especially, like, I'm if I see something from a, a creator I've never seen before and I hear a fact from it, I, I I'm... I'm gonna go look it up and figure out like that too. If it's someone that 
they've been putting out facts for a while and they're always right and they're able to enable to have a conversation i'm less likely to go ahead and be like let me go check to make sure this person's right and i think like like you sure. said once you once you curate your list like that you're you're yeah. fine but like i said with, with 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 my little man he's 12 and i can't trust him to curate a list because he'll tell me something about a nerf gun which i know it's freaking fake and it's a freaking nerf gun right <laughs> Right. So I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trust them. Like, hey, this is you know this is about Hispanic history because someone's upset because they didn't get something at, at at the street corner, you know that that's just you know yeah. so 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 and that's why and that, that that's based for my experience of looking at stuff on not even just social media, just the media, right. and him and everything that he gets to and just and because a lot of stuff it's based on playthroughs and reactions because they're able to sell more ads and it's all based on consumerism you know and yeah. capitalism so because everybody was trying to get money so people they're more likely to put out bad stuff because it gets some more money yeah because even so so i watched i watched a video recently and I, I put it up on youtube where um the this the, there was a son of a of a do, of a of a woman so this is there's a black black man he's the son of a black woman or whatever so his mom called the police on him because he was holding her hostage in her room and he had assaulted her, right? So police he calls she calls the police on him just to make this really short. And she he then knocks like gives the police officer a concussion and then and then when they have him on the ground, he's biting the police officer's hand or whatever. And you know what I'm saying? They end up shooting him. Like he has the police officer's hand in his mouth when they shoot him, right? He's biting his finger off. So the the question the, the thing is like it looks really bad and it sounds really bad as I said it, but once I watched it, I said, yo, this is not what they made it to be on Instagram. Like the clip I seen on Instagram versus the full length body cam video, and I seen all three angles, I said, yo, this is not the same thing. And I'm saying, if I was just somebody on Instagram, I'd be all for this kid's cause. However, the moment I went and watched the full thing, I said, first of all, I'm like, he beat on his mom. I'm like, you were staying at your mom's place for free. Like, when you get all the facts in, in total, I'm like, what were you doing? You know what I'm saying? But I don't think we enforce our, on the younger generation to actually, like, take the extra steps to go, okay, why are people feeling this way? And mm -hmm. to actually objectively Take your feelings, put them to the side, and actually sit there and uncomfortably watch something. You know what I'm saying? And I just happen to watch it live on on YouTube. However, for most people, they're not they're not going to sit there and watch it in general. They're just going to take the piece of information they got and they're going to be upset too. They're going to start a movement. That kid has a whole movement behind them, and then there's a lot of big name people and you wonder why they're not behind it and you're like oh they don't support people black people they only support these big events or whatever no the kid was wrong at the end of the day i can firmly say he was wrong he was wrong did he deserve to die absolutely not but he was wrong there was no point in the video where he was right he was absolutely wrong the entire time it just so happens the consequences of his wrong actions happened to be him dying you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, and because it, it, it was, it was, it put me in a, it put me in a weird space. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, I support black men. I support black people not being assaulted by the police. 
I support all these things, Black Lives Matter, all that stuff. But then he's uh, literally assaulting his mother to the point where she, in this climate, called the police on him, knowing the outcome. Knowing the outcome. She knows that. And you know she probably sat there, because it's like, I think when this happens, it's like 2, 3 a.m. She already been through it all night. You know what I'm saying? And she finally does that. But nobody's going to sit there and do that research to actually find out what actually happened, when the police got called, when they actually showed up, how long everything took. Nobody's going to actually sit there and do that. You know what I'm saying? They're just going to look at what's on, on Instagram, what's on Twitter, what's on these sites. And I said that to say that I feel like for your children, you have to literally, you have to, you have to curate for them. You know what I'm saying? You have to monitor them. You have to actually parent your child. There's no, there's no solution for actually actively parent, parenting your children. You cannot allow the algorithms, you know what I'm saying, to actually make them an actual good playlist. You have to actually parent your children. Because the moment you just let social media do its thing, social media is going to do its thing, and you're going to be on some extremity instead of actually being a well-balanced individual and actually knowing the facts of each situation that presents itself to you. And I think that's where we are as a society. A lot of people don't know the facts of any of the situations that presented to them. All they do is regurgitate facts that they've seen from their favorite news source. So promote yourself, Dr. DL, promote yourself. So you can find me on social media at DL underscore PhD. That's Twitter, Instagram, um, and soon to be TikTok. Uh, hopefully I will be rolling out uh, stuff on TikTok to deal with uh, African-American history and teaching it the right way. Okay. Shar? Free Spirit is Shar. That's where you can find me. Right there. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. Frankie? I'm tired, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can find me at Typex Thrills on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube and Twitter. Twitter, I'm usually, you know, trying to stop the spread of misinformation. And on, you know, on YouTube, I'm just trying to tell you about rides. And on Instagram, I'm taking photos and being mad at the algorithm because Instagram does not like photos anymore. It's all about reels. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Um, you can find me at, on Instagram at LVE2 underscore. That's it. All right, we all will. This is episode 126 of the Home Rules Move podcast. Thank y'all for watching. We're out. Bye. Have a good one. Enjoy your lives. <laughs>